Here's a message from Ken Lavica. And suddenly there's hope for New York sports fans. Well, some of them. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here. And uh, we've been blowing and going. And so. Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, cut a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Let me be the first to convey to you, Yankees fans, congratulations. A hearty congratulations. Because I'll say this, Brian Cashman, the general manager of the Yankees, just three weeks ago, he made a complete ass of himself. Just an abject ass of himself at at the owners' meetings, the baseball owners' meetings. Condescending. I know better than you, media. I know better than you, fans. The excuses of what was a failed season. Uh, finishing at the bottom of the AL East, but bringing back the embattled manager, but a team that couldn't hit for a damn last year, a team that couldn't move base runners, a team that was soundly and roundly smacked down by the Tampa Bay Rays. So much so that it was off-putting when Yankees executives are coming out against the Rays and the Marlins saying, oh, this revenue sharing, it's not fair. It's not fair. They're taking some of our money. Oh, stop it, you whiny babies. I'll give the Yankees credit for this because there were reports that there were some some really, really uncomfortable conversations that had to be had between Steinbrenner, Yankees ownership, and Brian Cashman. There were some... There was some, some riffs over that performance from Brian Cashman. And what the Yankees needed to do, they needed to feed some red meat into that lion's den that is Yankees fandom. They needed to slice off a big old hunk of meat, throw it into that lion's den, and let the fans thrash around a little bit and consume and celebrate their, uh, their, their catch, their, their feast, and so what did the Yankees do after Brian Cashman put his foot in his mouth and acted like a jackass, a clown? Here, Yankees fans, here's a trade. You got you some Juan Soto, 25-year-old in his prime Juan Soto. I got to give credit to the Yankees. That, that, that's good stuff right there. That's good stuff when it comes to a fan base that's desperate now. One of the best young hitters in the game. Uh, a position where the Yankees wildly underwhelming in left field last year, and now you're going to get a guy who is going to produce in the field, a guy who is absolutely going to produce at the plate. The Yankees were an abomination at the plate last year, and so now got yourself a Juan Soto. Uh, I, I'm not in the business of being over-complimentary of the New York Yankees, and I don't know what this is going to mean for uh, what their batting order is going to look like. If you want that stuff, you can stream 98.7 ESPN in New York. I'm not going to be offended, okay? If if you want war breakdowns of what the Yankees have now compared to other AL East teams, you can go to FAN. You can do that. Like, listen, that's not me. 
Okay. And I, I, for, 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 for me, that's just me being upfront with you. If you want that type of breakdown for the Yankees, that's not going to happen on this show because there's plenty of people down here listening right now who are going to say, why the hell is Ken going in depth, uh, going analytics on the Yankees? And I'm not going to do it. But what I will say, this is a good day. And there have been very few of these as of late. This is a very good day for the New York Yankees. Yeah, pushing the chips in the middle of the table. Here you go. I think it's the last year on Cashman's contract, if I'm not mistaken. He's got a lifetime deal. Let's not make any mistake. Brian Cashman's Boone. lifetime so deal. So it's Boone's last year. Aaron Boone is the one on who, his contract. Who's, who's saying a very hearty thank you to Brian Cashman <laughs> right. and Hal Steinbrenner. So you go get a 25-year-old future Hall of Famer. It is a good day for Yanks fans, and they definitely needed it. I, shout out to the Yankees. I think it's the first splash in the baseball offseason, it was made by none other than the ones up in New York. So check, check, check all those boxes. And it's significant because, uh, I mean, uh, Garrett Cole has a an opt-out on the way, or at least a decision and coming on that. This is absolutely going to help that. Uh, don't take it from me, though. How about Doug Glanville this morning on SportsCenter talking about the acquisition of Juan Soto, who the New York Yankees Twitter account last night First called him John Soto. Juan Soto. And maybe there's a John Soto heading to the Yankees, too. I have no idea. It's a typo. Uh, I mean, there's a pretty significant typo of uh, two letters there. Uh, like I should talk, though, because I'm not exactly the greatest with names these days. But uh, this is Doug Glanville on the Yankees acquiring Juan Soto. Obviously, Soto is great. He's also one of the best left-handed pitters in, in all of baseball, which was a massive need for the Yankees Short porch, Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium. How right is field. he going to adapt? I mean, this guy is, as you mentioned, generational talent. Yeah. And you think about the 421 on-base percentage career. So he, you could have like a people mover from home to first with this guy. He's on base all the time. And he has so much power to the gaps. You're talking about left center, right center. So he can take advantage of not only the power to hit over the fence, but get the gaps, get the extra base hits. His discipline just to wear pitchers down. You can see him as a great table setter for Aaron Judge because he's perpetually on base and Judge is the guy that can drive him home. So he got so much capability. And, uh, and his ability to be a game changer, already won a World Series, mm-hmm. uh, top-level talent. And it's amazing he's been traded twice already because yes. this guy is an automatic Hall of Famer. He's a 421 on-base percentage for his career. He just turned 25 late October. So he's getting uh, his pinstripes ready to go. Yeah. And um, what we're getting here from the Yankees has very 2003 vibes to it. Like, it's 2023, but it feels like 2003 when they were just spending and trying to win all the time. What does their, their, their action over the last couple of How days... How did 2003 end? Someone tell me. from them in the regular season? Marlins. Well, it's, a, it's a statement. You know, the Yankees are known for opening up their, their pocketbooks and being able to spend the money. And part of their challenge has just been uh, they had a lot of struggles offensively last season. And now they're spending the money. This is the expectation of a market like New York, the Yankees, with their legendary uh, success over their dynasties. They're a team that is expected to spend a lot of money. And so this is an example. Right now they're aggressive. They're all in. They were disappointed in their offensive performances last season. And Juan Soto is the perfect fit for them. You mentioned left-handed yep. batter. So, so we, we get the idea from sports center Doug Glanville. This is good for the Yankees. And at its core... It goes to, hey, we're going to trade for this guy, and then Yankees fans, don't worry. We're going to go back to our old ways, and we're going to try and throw money at him to keep him in the Bronx. Hey, at this point, in the court of public opinion, the Yankees needed a win. They get themselves a win, okay? 
what this also means is that the most passionate, the most demanding fan base in all of baseball is now pinning its hopes and putting those hopes on the shoulders of Juan Soto. Literally putting the hopes of that team on Juan Soto. Oh, Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge. Well, we've seen what's happened with Aaron Judge the last couple of years. He's the face, he's the captain, he's all that. But how many how many championships have they won? How many World Series have they been to? The answer to that is, um, is well, zero. Juan Soto's coming in. Juan Soto's coming in to try to be the guy that can help get the Yankees over the top with his buddy, Aaron Judge. Now, one of the things with Juan Soto as well is that Aaron Judge... Injured most of last season. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, well, always injured all the time, every season. It's funny, we haven't even mentioned his name. He's just complete back of mind now. Juan Soto comes in. How many games did he play in last year? 162. I mean, this dude didn't miss a game last year. So there are a lot of hopes being placed on this guy's shoulders from Yankees fans. It kind of reminds me of how I feel about Tua. Hard left turn. Can, no, 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 no. <laughs> when we're talking about putting, putting shoulders and hopes on top of them, could you imagine? And you saw Hard Knocks this week, the Dolphins version, in-season version of Hard Knocks. Can you imagine a December like last December where the Dolphins get into December and they're trying to navigate with a Tua who's already been injured earlier in the year, sort of teetering health-wise. And at this time last year, we're only a couple of weeks away from another big hit against the Packers that would put him out for the rest of the season. Could you imagine what situation the Dolphins would be in, what conversations we would be having about, is Mike McDaniel it if Tua had a similar health situation this year to what he had last year? And I'm not saying that Tua's not going to get hurt at some point, throughout the rest of the season. Certainly hope not, but it's been a pretty clean bill of health to this point. Tua is the one, as much as you want to give Tyree credit, Tua is the one that makes this thing go on offense for the Dolphins. I am putting my sports hopes on the shoulders of a young Hawaiian who played at Alabama who's had concussion problems, who've stayed healthy this year, who knows how to get the ball to Tyreek Hill, knows how to utilize his weapons, is in complete, complete uh, two-step with his head coach, Mike McDaniel. I, more than anybody in sports right now, more than anybody in sports right now, am putting my hopes, my sports hopes, on the shoulders of Tua Tungavailoa. Like Yankees fans, so many of them today are putting their hopes on the 25-year-old, healthy, power-hitting, gap-hitting shoulders, left-field-filling shoulders of Juan Soto, I put my sports hopes solely on the shoulders of Tua Tungavailoa. So with Juan Soto going to the Yankees, rejoice in the Bronx. Rejoice, Brian Cashman, redeemed. Which person's shoulders? Could be a player, could be a coach, could be an executive for that matter. Which person's shoulders are you currently placing the majority of your sports hopes on as we sit here on this December Thursday? 
888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Whose person's shoulders are you currently placing the majority of your sports hopes on? 888-760-3776. It's funny we talk about, you know, putting a majority of our sports hopes on some of these guys. And I think the conversation about an athlete's prime needs to be talked about. And make no mistake, make no mistake, just based off of this and Aaron Judge in his prime, but we've seen Aaron Judge come up short over and over and over and over again. The hopes of Yankees fans, those hopes are on the shoulders of Juan Soto now. He is, the Yankees are expecting him to be the X factor to help the captain across the finish line. And being in one's prime is significant to this. Tua, in his prime, or approaching it. Juan Soto, in his prime. Think about it. He's 25 years old. That's where I was going. And he's already won a world championship. He's 25 years old, and he's on his third team. He's 25 years old, and he's a three-time All-Star. He's already had a lifetime of achievement, and he's in his prime. That's why it's not unfair to say Yankees fans are putting their hopes on his shoulders, not Aaron Judge's any longer, and certainly not on Giancarlo Stenz because it would tear the labrum of Giancarlo, uh, Giancarlo Stan. You did know. I say Giancarlo Rosado? No, you did not. You almost did. I think you caught yourself. Which Giancarlo Rosado, FAU basketball. Shout out to Sorry, I just, This time of year, I have a lot of names in my head. Shout Go out ahead. Them. You definitely do. It's on a weekly basis. Football season ended so you can cross off like another 30 list of teams. <laughs> right, right. But, but listen, who else uh, <clears throat> is 25 years old? Tua Tungvaluwa. Mm-hmm. So uh, this exercise is interesting from that aspect, right? Because if you talk to a Jets fan, you're Aaron you're Rodgers. 25, right? I'm 25 years old, yeah. and and you're putting your sports hopes on Tua, and and you're just hoping that I do the right thing across from you right now on a daily basis. Uh, all right, all right, all right. If, if you ask would you Je- say you're in your prime, by the way? Uh, that's a great question. Is prime Stone, of what is uh, that's uh, that that you know it's different. Not in your career, but are you in your prime of life right now? Or was your prime in life in college? Or no. do you feel like you've, you've found or you're, you're heading to a peak now? The prime of life is right now, 25. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm as tall as I'm ever going to get. I'm as fit as I'm ever going to get. <laughs> I love how that's the first parameter that you go to is, I'm as tall as I'm going to get. That's why I feel as if I'm in the prime of my life right now. I have as, I have as much hair as I'm going to have right, for right, the rest right. of my entire life. But right. it, like I said, it's interesting. The exercise as a whole and the conversation, if you talk to a Jets fan, it was a 38, 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. If you talk to a, a Los Angeles Lakers fans, you're talking about a 39-year-old LeBron That's James. That's a great point. Your, your hopes are being put on the sports elderly. Sure. For, uh, for you're, plenty of fan bases. You're flat out elderly at that age, and those guys are freaks. LeBron more so than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is different because now you've got a horse. I mean, Juan Soto, exactly. 25-year-old thoroughbred. Yep. That's the equivalent of the high-powered three-year-old about to go race at Churchill Downs right there if we want to continue unnecessarily with this horse analogy. and then, <laughs> I would like to cut it right here. I don't know why and, I kept going there. And then for fan bases elsewhere, if you're up in Foxborough, you don't even know who you're putting your hopes on because at this point, is it Bill Belichick? Like. I don't think a, a Patriots fan. <laughs> yeah, it has to be though, because who else is there? But it's not because Robert it's Robert Kraft. Kraft. Robert Kraft is who you're putting your sports hopes on because we don't know if Bill Belichick is going to oh, be there. That so there's tough stuff. There are so many legs to this. There are so many different ways to go. For me as a Jets fan, like I'm going to sit here and say Zach Wilson, like he's getting the start this week. These are who the hopes on. If you're, you're but you're uh, only a Jets fan because of Aaron Rodgers. So don't your it, hopes? Aren't your hopes on the surgeon who performed the Achilles surgery on Aaron Rodgers? But they're not because. 
they're on Zach Wilson because can he get this team to a point where Aaron Rodgers then gets thrown back into the lineup? Like this is ah. how psychotic it, it, the things become. I you want to know a bold prediction? Uh, can I give you a bold prediction? I mean, are you gonna make a joke out of it because Aaron Rodgers is not gonna play this season? Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah it's not bold, bold at all. He's not playing. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is not touching the field. That's not bold at all. Until they change the turf up in MetLife, but literally for fan bases all over the place, whatever sport it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, for countries, so your, sports, you look at it from a- your sports hope is is a fantasy. <laughs> it's a hail why'd mary. You, why'd you have to say that? Sorry. So, what was your point on countries? Sorry. countries too. Let's just keep this going even further, and I'll stop at this point. But for for the sport of tennis, like countries' hopes are on one individual. Serbia, for, for Novak, Serbia Djokovic. Novak, Novak Djokovic, and if you go to Russia, it's this guy, and if you go to Italy, it's this guy. Argentina spent two decades with their sports hopes on the shoulders of Lionel Messi. Just straight up on the shoulders now, of five foot five right. Lionel Messi. And now Inter-Miami fans, their hopes are solely on the shoulders of Lionel Messi. Miami Heat fans, it's Jimmy Butler and yeah. nobody else. Well, I'm starting to put my hopes on Duncan Robinson. Stop it. Uh, which person's shoulders are you currently placing the majority of your Sports hopes on 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776 on social media at KLV1063. My sports hopes are solely on the shoulders, the broad shoulders, the jujitsu shoulders of Tua Tungavailoa. Uh for for Stone, it's uh, it's it's Zach Wilson because he has a hail mary uh, prayer that maybe the Jets can win a couple of games here, and Aaron Rodgers decides to hobble on the field and make things interesting in Week 17 and 18. Uh, Yankees fans, the Yankees last year second lowest batting average in baseball, fourth lowest on base percentage, couldn't drive a damn runner in scoring position. So what do they do? They go get a 25 year old who didn't miss a game who has a career 421 on base percentage and who's going to hit behind Aaron Judge. Okay, well, that's where the Yankees fan sports hopes are going, on the shoulders of Juan Soto because the Yankees fed some red meat to the fan base after they screwed up a couple of weeks ago. Which person's shoulders are you currently placing the majority of your sports hopes on? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888 888-760- Three seven seven six. Let's kick things off on the phones in Delray with Chris on Levicka Theo and Stone. What's up, Chris? What's up, guys? Big fan of the show. Thank you. Just wanted to say uh, I'll hang up and listen after this, but I feel like it's two people with the Cowboys. It's Dak and then it's Mike McCarthy. What are your thoughts? Oh boy! If, if you had so, to pick, yeah, one, if you're you had to pick, pick one. one, yeah, I'm not letting you get off that easy, Chris. Yeah, he tried if you to run. Were, <laughs> yeah, if you were if you were gonna pick one, which one are you selecting? <laughs> Uh, let's say Dak then. Yep. I'm with you. It has to be. I agree. The season, he uh, has a way of messing up. Because it's very easy, Chris. It's very easy to just always heap the blame at the feet of the head coach. And especially someone with the reputation of Mike McCarthy. And appreciate the call, Chris. But, and I know Dak has been a punching bag throughout times in his career. It hasn't been that hard to throw criticism at him. But at some point, at some point, oh, Mike McCarthy, this is just what he does. Well, there are a lot. There have been plenty of quarterbacks who have been able to overcome maybe some mediocre or simply just above average head coaches. Like just get the job done. Just just get the job done. Did Dak need to slide to end their season a year ago? The answer to that is is no. That's situational awareness. Like make the play. And so I I would say Cowboys fans hopes it, it, as long as the Cowboys stay competent. 
they're going to give themselves a shot to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. I'm young. I will never, and I try as hard as I can at the age that I'm at right now, to never point a finger at a head coach. I'm going to try to stand my ground as long as I can. It makes no sense to me. When you talk about Mike McCarthy, there were rumors swirling Monday and Tuesday of this week that Mike McCarthy's on his way out and Dan Quinn's going to take over to him. and it's lazy. But what are we... The same thing happened in Green Bay, man. What are we doing? I know. Like, what, know. what are we doing with t- even having that discussion? The answer here is Dak, uh, huge fan of Dak. We, I think m- myself and yourself agree that Dak Prescott is more so an MVP favorite than Jalen Hurts is at this point in time. The hopes of Dallas ride on Dak Prescott. And the next caller we have lined up, another huge Dallas Cowboys fan, Joe and Jupiter. Oh. Uh, so we're, we're on a run. A run on the boys yep. here uh, to start this one. On a day, let me just, this is the perfect microcosm, by the way, of this market, Palm Beach County and the <laughs> Treasure Coast. And this is the, 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 the perfect summation of why not everybody is equipped to do sports talk radio in this market. You need to know a little bit of a lot of things. I don't know a lot of things about a lot of things, but I know a little about a lot of <laughs> there things. You go. Uh, because on a day where we began this show talking about Juan Soto being traded to the Yankees, guess what it's revolved and evolved into? The Kardashians. The Dallas Cowboys. And this is Joe in Jupiter here on Rick and Theo and Stone. Hi, Joe. Joe, are you okay? Jesus, man. Thanks again for making me laugh. Once again. Shout <laughs> uh, out to Chris. Oh, my gosh. Another Cowboy fan calling the show. <laughs> they exist. One, one of your kind... <laughs> What's that? One of your kind. Go ahead, Joe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, he did pick the guy, but before I do that, you know what's looming. And I'm in a predicament because I do like the Dolphins since I moved here three and a half years ago. I do root for them other than the Cowboys. And you know what's coming in three weeks? I'm, I'm aware. It's going to be huge aware. for both teams. Pain. And so I'm, I've never been in this situation before. And we're coming to Miami in three weeks. I think it's going to be a monster game. I can't wait. For that. Hey, you got Micah Parsons saying he could play quarterback for the Dolphins and throw it to Tyreek Hill. Tell Micah to just uh, shut his mouth. I know know Tyreek Hill likes to get a little chatty. You might want to pass along to old Micah. He might want to calm it down a little bit, all right? He can be be chatty. You're right. But he's still great. But it's okay. You're right. Zach Prescott is is, 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 is my guy that I'm talking about with this topic right now. And if he goes out and beats the Eagles on Sunday night, I mean, You've heard all the chatter about mm-hmm. MVP. I don't know. We got a tough, tough schedule. We got, you know, we got the Eagles, then we got go to Buffalo, at Miami, and then home to Detroit. If he knocks those four off, I, I mean, he's oh yeah, it's a clinch. Right yeah, now. you can't argue that because apparently what we're doing too with this MVP race, we're just judging it off of quarterbacks and their degree of difficulty, strength of schedule. It's the only reason Brock Purdy is the favorite right now. Dak Prescott, objectively better season than Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, objectively more weapons within his system, in my opinion, uh, especially the way they run that offense. But Brock Purdy picking up wins where Debo Samuel is the one who's breaking tackles and bulldozing people and Kittle is doing the same thing. And you've got that advanced running game and Christian McCaffrey, it's just a quarterback award now. So it's really just an award given to the quarterback of the best team, right? Like That's what that's devolved into, which is not an accurate indicator, but based on the way Joe laid it out, and he's right, all of those heads you've got on your pike, 
your 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 quarterback's heads on pike uh, for Dak Prescott if he runs through that gauntlet. Then yeah, he's the MVP. The problem is one I can't even answer it. You were posing a question to me like this is how it works, right? It changes every single year. I know. I have no but idea th- what the I'm criteria is in twenty twenty three. This year it is simply a head to head who's the quarterback of the best team. That's what it appears to be. And I'm just going by Vegas odds. Maybe it's totally different, but this is where I do believe Vegas odds where the MVP race is going. I agree. It's why it's seesawed the way it has. As much as we throw around the phrase popularity contest, it does seem like that's the case, right? Brock Purdy knocked off Philly. They shut Philly fans up. They did it on the road. Brock Purdy's really popular. Okay, let's jack his odds up to 350. This will get everybody going. It's become a popularity contest. I do want to ask you this, and I've been waiting to ask you this. I wanted to get into the Micah Parsons conversation. Obviously, he threw some shade at Tyreek. Also at Debo and the 49ers. And I'm aware, though, that's what Micah Parsons does. So that's what I'm going to ask. Is he learning how sports talk works? Yes. Because his show is garbage. His show is garbage. <laughs> so it's a podcast, It's right? a podcast. And, and what he does is, I, I, I would imagine somebody makes a rundown for him. You know, he's got somebody who produces the show. He just sits in front of the camera and talks. But what he does is, is talk about these topics in the most vanilla way possible. Like, he'll just basically talk about a result and mm. then go on to the next thing. And he doesn't really dive into anything. Well, but he's learning yeah. How to trigger the public. You know what he is? He's an intern. <laughs> He's yeah, he, Well, we do here at ESPN West yeah. Palm. You intern, if you have designs of becoming uh, someone who wants to get into content, and that that in corporate speak is what, uh, what Stone and I do. Uh, on-air personality, talent. I hate being called talent, by the way. I it's don't. It's just such like... Uh, Why? I, I hate that. I hate that. I, on-air talent. Because there are some people listening right now who do not think that I am talented. <laughs> so the title talent, and depending on the day, I don't think I got much talent rolling. So don't call me talent. On their personality, sure. Uh, content, though, in corporate speak is what we do. But if you're an intern here, we say, hey, you can have some studio time. We want you to sit down. We want you to do a mock show. And we're not going to give guidance yet. What I want to do is, is hear a base, what they think right. based off of what they know, what they think is a good, uh, engaging piece of content. And then what we do is we listen to it, and it's just like that. It's a, Just throw a topic out there real quick to me. There's, there's something something right off the top of your, your bald dome. Uh, Zach Wilson starting this week for the Jets. Okay. Zach Wilson starting this week. Man, he's played bad, but maybe he can learn from Aaron Rodgers, and he can start playing better. Like, that's basically what you're going to hear when an intern's doing that the first time. So I say, wait a minute. Well, why has he been bad? Uh, exactly. What sort of things have you seen? Just how prodigiously bad has he been? Uh, these things Aaron Rodgers was supposed to teach him. Where is that? Uh, you know what I mean. I'm just, I'm just knifing it down. And it's good. It's for the, the betterment of what's to come with that intern in theory. That's what Micah Parsons is doing right now. Micah Parsons. You should, you know what you should do? What Ask we, if I can help? Let's, let's, without even asking him, let's take his podcasts and let's critique them and send them to him directly on social media. See how he responds to it. Not a bad idea. I think we should mail it to the facility. No, because I want people to see what we're giving. Because again, I we're in love content. It. I didn't we're know in content. We want him to respond back to us in the public sphere. I think it's genius, actually. So we can leapfrog off of his fame and then maybe we can help him or he gets angry. 
And then that opens up a whole new Pandora's box of stuff for Is us. Is it going to be a shameless pursuit? Like, are we going to be on day 220 of trying to get Micah Parsons That's on to you. This is your project. Continue? I'm just throwing out the idea. This is your project, man. So are they going to be, you know, one-page Google Docs on, sure. on his yeah, show? Yeah, bullet point it. Yeah, yeah bullet, bullet point it. Just a Google Doc, because I swear to God, if you spend more time on that than you do on this show, I'm going to be furious. Well, with I mean, you. if it ends up getting Micah Parsons on the show, right? I mean, it's a win-win. I could, I could put some time over there. Okay. When you can guarantee me that's going to happen, <laughs> then I'll be okay with you spending more time Deal. on that. Uh, but Micah Parsons, like, I think it's harmless, and I think he knows what he's doing. Like, He's on there to trash talk when he can trash talk. He knows Tyreek Hill. He's got relationships and with these come people. Come game time, the first headline in pregame, they're yeah. gonna, uh, Michael Parsons is going to dap up with Tyreek Hill. Right. They're going to play the clip from his show. It's all theater. But you're right. It's objectively not good. It's not good. It's, it's not good. Uh, which person's shoulders you currently placing the majority of your sports hopes on? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Yankees fans collectively putting their hopes on the shoulders of Juan Soto today. For me, it's Tua. Tua is bearing the weight of my hopes today. Uh, Stone Labanowitz is or a little unrealistic. He says, uh, hey, I put him on the shoulders of Zach Wilson, so maybe just maybe Aaron Rodgers has a reason to to play for the Jets before the end of the year. Which person's shoulders are you currently placing the majority of your sports hopes on? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And social media at KLV1063. Let me tell you about the South Florida Fair. If you're hoping for fun, good news. It's going to be fulfilled. It's the season together with family and friends, the season to create everlasting memories, make those memories last with the tickets to the South Florida Fair. Dive into the fun with this year's fair theme, celebrating ocean and marine wildlife. You like sharks, you like whales, you like sea urchins. This is for you. See a live shark show. Get up close with sea lions and plenty more opportunities to enjoy an immersive underwater experience. Discount tickets and ride vouchers on sale now at Publix and online at SouthFloridaFair.com. The fair opens January 12 in West Palm. Dive into the fun with the South Florida Fair. It makes a great stocking stuffer. Which person's shoulders you currently place in the majority of your sports hopes on? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media. It is on at KLV1063. That's Stone Labanowitz. Theo Dorsey's off today. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone. ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I have a confession to make. I am, anybody who, who has heard me regularly for near 20 years here in West Palm and with this company, whether it's ESPN 760 or ESPN 106.3, they know that I'm hard to... On the city of New York and New Yorkers as a whole. As a proud Chicagoan, I have a chip on my shoulder. I don't like complimenting New York. I don't like saying nice things about the city. And I struggle to say nice things about the people. Okay? Though I, I have fr- plenty of friends that are New Yorkers. It's just, you know, uh, just stop being so New Yorky at times. Okay? Um, but I have a confession to make. Because I have spent a significant enough amount of time since last March in the city of New York, and more specifically Manhattan, okay? 
So let's not paint with a broad brush. Other than the airports, I haven't been in Queens. I haven't been in the Bronx much. Other than the driving through Staten Island, any of that stuff. But I will say, especially after just coming back from a second tour of duty in New York with FAU basketball just a couple days ago, I enjoy I enjoy at least Manhattan. In what aspect? A lot. I don't know. The, the people, the massive humanity, the excitement, the feel. I just, I like all of it. Like, I, I do. The food, like, other than pizza. The food, I, I like all of it. And this is my olive branch to you New Yorkers. I, at the very least, sort of love Manhattan. I loved Manhattan as, as well. Are you a night owl? I, I don't mm-hmm. think I know the answer to this. Absolutely not. Because that was, I, I think for me, my favorite part of New York. The fact that it didn't matter what time it was, there was always something There's to always do. There's always something, yeah. It, it's nice to, I, I would not take advantage of that because, again, uh, I'm not a night person any longer. Back in my younger days, yes, not now. But I just, I like the energy. I uh, I even like the the garbage out on the curb. Like, I just like the, it's just a city. It's a Strong-ass city. Are you okay with the... Uh, I like the garbage on the road, he and says. And you know I love those halal carts. Oh, my God. We could do an entire segment on the halal carts. God! White um, sauce. Are, are you a fan? Or, or I, I should rather ask, are you okay with the tourism side of things? Like, feeling as if, you know, it's brand new what you're doing, or you had to visit this and do... No. No, 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 no. I just like existing in it. Right. I don't care. Okay. I, I didn't. I could have seen the tree at Rockefeller Shrine. I didn't do it. I don't care. Why? You didn't even go check out the tree? Who cares? Who cares? You you, you pawned it off for MSG. That's fine. Yeah. Who cares? Who? Uh, oh, the, the another, Mecca. The Mecca, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I actually, uh, because uh, they had us in the actual NBA uh, broadcaster's position as opposed to on the floor like they had in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know what I meant to ask? I couldn't find. Yeah. And you're not hard to miss. Wait. Well. I, yeah. You, I mean, you are hard to miss. I couldn't find you on the television broadcast. I, uh, so, so FAU basketball played in the Jimmy V Classic against Illinois. Uh, I'm the play-by-play voice of FAU, so obviously their NCAA tournament last year, the configuration was the broadcasters were right on the floor, sitting right on the floor. The reason for that is the NCAA, they've already made their money off the tournament. They don't care about those floor seats and maximizing their dollar. You know who does? ESPN. So ESPN, Ugh. they have the NBA set up where they're selling those high-priced seats. So there were there were people sitting where I was sitting for the uh, Sweet 16 and Elite Eight last year. So the broadcasters are now at the bottom of the the uh, second deck in uh, Madison Square Garden. Like uh, the handicap seats, in a sense. Yeah, but it's like the 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 Pepsi deck. Uh, it's Tower B. I didn't really know much about these towers. So what I did after the game is I got lost and uh, walked out the doors, tried to go downstairs, then couldn't get back in because I needed to meet with the team uh, floor level and get back on the bus so I could get back to the hotel after the game. So I got lost and ended up being, um, and I'm sure there's a number of fans who have never actually seen it. I, a security guard let me cut across the theater, the Madison Square Theater, to get to the part of the arena that I needed to get to to maze my way back to. So that was kind of cool. I got lost and got to see something I'd otherwise not see. It was the, the theater at Madison Square Garden. That's not bad. Which I, is under the basketball arena. I thought you were going to tell me you missed the bus. Uh, no. And no, I didn't miss the bus. Uber everywhere. No, I would have I just walked back. It's uh, like to Times time Square to Madison Square Garden is not, not that long a walk. It was uh, just cold. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy 
bouncing back and forth from TV to radio when FAU is playing. Whether it's we're hopping in the car to go well, to Publix that. or whatever it is. And I like to think I do a up. pretty solid job. You definitely do. And the thing is, you and the entirety of the game have a higher energy level than the highest energy level parts of the television broadcast. So it, it makes it easier. It feels like there's more going on, even though Illinois was up two, right? And there was still 8.50 to go in the game. Yeah. And when the TV broadcast, you can kind of fall asleep or you're more so watching instead of listening. Yeah. When for you, I'm more so listening than trying to pay attention to what's going on in the basketball game. Appreciate you. Thank nice, you. Nice little tandem. I appreciate that. Uh, so I don't know what the point of that was, but I think for me, it's uh, me extending uh, an olive branch to so many New Yorkers that live down here now that clog up our thoroughfares and make it impossible to traverse here to there uh, in an automobile. Uh, What I'm trying to say is, while I resent you for that uh, and just how cocky and arrogant a lot of you are, I do have a newfound love of your beloved city. The point of it was to say, it was so good. The point of it was for you to say the first nice thing you said about New York in, Mm -hmm. in months. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. I just want to make sure that uh, don't let it get to your head like everything else. All right, New Yorkers. Uh, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Speaking of New York, that is the home base of Evan Cohn. You hear him every single morning, 6 to 10 a.m., right here on ESPN 106.3 with Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman, a little show they call Unsportsmanlike and the ESPN West Palm legend. Evan Cohen joins us like he does every week when we come back. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levick Levick Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Every single morning to start your day here on ESPN 106.3, you hear a talented trio who brighten your day and get things off to a good start. Evan Cohen, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, a show that they call unsportsmanlike, and Evan Cohen, ESPN West Palm legend, joins us every week here on Levicka Theo, and Stone, and he joins us now on ESPN 106.3. You told Stone you were nervous to come on? Oh, my God. I was joking with him. Nervous to come up to go with... Well, you know what? Maybe I wasn't joking now that I think about it. I am now a New York resident after 20 years or whatever it was of living in South Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you know, I am very much go- going back and forth to Florida, of course. And what was interesting this week... Mr. Levicka, mm-hmm. you and I have known each other for close to 20 years. Yeah. Okay. But it was interesting that you show up, New York City, where you know I am every single morning. Oh, here we go. Mike, here we go. Here here, 6 to 10 on ESG 106.3. A station that I was part of the group that founded, that I'm still a part of on a day-to-day basis. And I've been on ESG in West Palm more than any other host in the history of the station. And you and I have known each other through good, through bad, through life, through death. And you're 10 minutes away from me and never reach out. Can you explain why? All right. So this is why it's because there was no way if I were to stay sane 
from the short amount of time I was in New York City that I was going to be able to spend any meaningful time with you when I was up there. It would have to be a pop-in, pop-out. I was absolutely jammed, and especially with an early tip-off in the Jimmy V Classic, the first of the two games, it wasn't going to work, and it was going to be very, very, very difficult in a city I don't know particularly well. It was nothing against you. I promise it was nothing against you. It was more me killing myself to try and get like five minutes uh, hanging out with you because I did want to see the studio. I did want to see if I could, Michelle, and Chris Canty, maybe, even though he says a lot of bad things about the Dolphins and Tua Tungavailoa, to be quite honest, for my liking. Um, well, he does have Terry Kill as the MVP, but okay, keep going. Yeah, but that, but, but also that's a cop-out because he refuses to give a compliment to Tua. Like that, that, that's what that is. Um, but, okay, let's not, let's not get, wait, let's not get sidetracked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But okay, it was you know no what? disrespect to, to you. On this. It was no disrespect to you. I didn't. No, no, but here's, here's the thing, Ken. I'd like to talk to Stone specifically. His name's on the show, is it not, Ken? It, it I mean, is. you should let him talk. It His is. name is all over this show. No, go ahead. Talk, talk to Stone. We've been all day. Stone, Stone, don't you think it actually would be better if Ken said it is something against you? Because his reasoning makes no sense. There, I promise you, he had no plans at 6 in the morning. And, I, and his, oh, I don't know New York City that well. I'm sorry. Have you ever heard of Uber? <laughs> like, you can't just put an address in Uber? Stone, wouldn't his excuse have been better if he just said, you know what? I, I'm going to see you in a week in Florida. I'm going to see you all week. I don't need more of you. Well, that's that, to me, is better he's than talking to me. What he's, do you think? He's talking to me, Ken, okay? Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Evan. I, I do find it a little odd, considering he talked about how he kind of likes New York. He likes the garbage bags on the side of the street, and he likes Manhattan. So he clearly spent some time walking around. I don't know if it was by himself or whatnot. And because you guys are so close, here's part two. You can sacrifice quality time that you speak of for just time, right? Use Evan as DoorDash. Hey, Evan, can you bring me a sub? Something little just to see his face. I mean, there are plenty of what? what do you think I'm going to do? You, you, why would I do that? Yeah. I'm now his delivery guy. You, not being a delivery just, guy is, is wrong. Just, I always, that was literally my dream career. Evan, just you asked to talk to him. You asked to talk just to him, Evan. Just use it as an excuse uh, to get face-to-face with Evan. And you're right. Yeah. On, on me, I just <laughs> never thought oh. into this. I'm terrible saying, job just I sacrifice like, actual quality time with each other just for face-to-face time. Whether Listen, it's two minutes, three minutes, don't Listen, matter. I got in, we, we got to our hotel at like 9, 9.30 on Monday night. Like I, I, I would have loved to see Evan, but I'll be quite honest with you, Evan. I was not going to wake up at 5 in the morning after getting in so late to the hotel uh, and and pop in. Like, I just, I, it can, and it, well, part of it is I knowing. typical Ken Levicka fashion, after 5 minutes and 55 seconds of navigating the nonsense, we finally found out the truth. That's yeah. fine. Now I have an answer. Okay. Now I have an answer. But I feel I'm like not you're, worth waking up for. No, no. <laughs> well done. Uh, I mean, I gotta be. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I I usually tune in around like seven o'clock. So when I wake up, I'm not usually listening to your six a.m. hour of uh, unsportsmanlike. So I suppose that's true. But it's nothing against you. It's just I I I'm not I'm not well, going to wake up. It's that nothing early. for me. I can tell you that much. But anyway, okay, <laughs> fine. You know what? We can move on. Okay. I, I will live with. I will live with it. I won't forget it though. 
Right. I'm still conf- I'm still confused on it being wrong. Evan just brings you a sub. A Why would he bring pizza. me something? Just to, just to hang I'm out. The one who's going to see him? Just to hang out. Whatever it is. Whatever forces you guys to get together. Whatever. I, I, I mean, I it. guess he could have popped by after on Sportsman. Like he could have popped by. Hey man, I brought you a smoothie. Yeah, yeah it could have been anything. Or he could have met me at the ninety. Oh, now it's on me. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. should have reached out to you. Yeah, and and I did <laughs> do my show at ninety eight point seven uh, ESPN. You could you know where that is. You could have popped in there. We could have hung out. You, you know that I've show. actually never been in there. I'm not like allowed in there technically for some reason it's very anyway i don't need to get very very but um yeah all right well i by the way i prepped for this interview don't send me some notes and now i want to have the conversation let's lead lead me into this all right so so, uh we were saying uh with uh with juan soto going to the yankees uh yankees fans hopes should rest solely now on the shoulders forget aaron judge the captain we've seen how many titles they've won with him uh as the face 25-year-old in his prime, three-time All-Star World Champion Juan Soto. Sports helps are resting now on his shoulders. If you're a Yankees fan, it reminds me of how the Dolphins are just so much different uh, last December to this December with a healthy Tua. Because if it's Mike White, they ain't winning football games still. There may be a 500 team, but Tua makes that thing go. Even if Chris Canty wants to tell you it's Tyreek Hill, my sports hopes rest solely on the shoulders of Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, for you, for you, Evan, in your sports life, which person's shoulders do you place the majority of your sports hopes on? Okay, so is it person or athlete? I want to make sure I answer person, this correctly person. because I have two answers. Yeah, person across the board. Bill Belichick right now. As we're sitting here, Yikes. I root for the New England Patriots. The per- so I'll just I'll, I'll kind of round it uh, roundabout here. So person I was thinking Belichick. Player, I was thinking Jimmy Butler. But as your question was being posed and as we're having the conversation, I'm thinking the Jimmy Butler answer is that basically the Aaron Judge answer of Jimmy Butler has been unbelievable. He's taken the heat to the finals twice. They haven't won the NBA finals. He's been the best player. Playoff Jimmy's amazing. Mm -hmm. Is my actual answer, bam. And then I need to look at it as a Heat fan and say, bam needs to emerge as actually the best player on the team. But I don't know that bam is capable of carrying them like Jimmy is. So now this whole thing has me confused because the whole point of your question, which is an interesting one of, I need to rest my hopes as a fan on one person's shoulders. Is it Jimmy or is it bam? Uh, I would say that it's Bam because the closer Bam gets to the level of being able to lead a team like Jimmy does, I think that's what puts the heat over the top as opposed to Jimmy Butler trying to always drag the heat to the finish line. Does that make sense? It does, but it is, is it one of those scenarios where Jimmy gets them there to the finals and Bam gets them a title while in the finals, i.e., Josh Allen with the Bills gets you into the conversation, but somebody else needs to put you over the top in that conversation because he's going to throw the ball to the other team. You know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. saying Jimmy screws up. Yeah. Any I, I mean, I su- it's, a, it's a hard thing. Here's the thing, Ken. The answer to your question is, if you have to rely singularly on one person, you're probably screwed. Yes. Because yes. you literally, in answering your own question, debated Tyreek Hill versus Tua. So you actually answered... Two people. Right. Which, In me debating Jimmy versus Bam, I actually answered two people. As a Pats fan, by answering Belichick, well, there's my problem. <laughs> I only have one. I don't have Belichick and Brady. That's right. the issue I got now. So I think if your answer is one person, 
you're probably screwed. If you're debating your answer, like you're saying the Yankee fans may do this year, you actually have made the, may have made the case that the Yankee fans are going to be happy yeah. based on your logic. Yeah, I think if you have to put all your sports hopes on one person, yeah, I agree with you, you are screwed. If you can put the majority of your sports hopes on one person, though, and then you can delineate the other hopes to other shoulders within that team, you're in good shape because maybe, just maybe, uh, there should be more sports hopes on the new version of Duncan Robinson who gives the Heat a new dynamic uh, as opposed to just planning behind the three-point line. And maybe that's what it takes, a guy who's 21.7 assists last night against the Raptors. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. I'm just spitballing. No, I think you're onto something. I don't. I mean, you're not putting it on Duncan no. as much as you're just saying, like, Duncan Robinson now can help the Miami Heat. But if the purpose of your argument initially – was to rag on the Yankees. I'm always in on that. But if it's to rag on the Yankees for now only having the one guy, I don't actually think they have the one guy. I think if the one yeah. guy is better than Judge and they still have Judge, this whole thing may have backfired for you. No, because but- if it was an anti-Yankee argument, which I am here for, I think our conversation just made this a pro-Yankee argument, well, which I actually hate now. It was actually the opposite. It was actually, so So it was, and, and I actually, I started the show telling people I had to stomach this because it doesn't happen often, but this was more of a, after Brian Cashman embarrassed himself at the uh, at the owners' meetings a, a couple of weeks ago, very condescending, uh, very I'm better than you, and how trying to explain away last year, Yankees fans needed red meat thrown to them. This is it, and this is like old school Yankees. We're going to trade for this name, and we're going to open up the checkbook eventually, and we're going to give this guy a super big contract. I actually thought what they did is good, uh, and I think it's helpful, and I think it makes them, it, it addresses a need. So it was very, very bizarre of me. Uh, but yes, this was a, a compliment. I've com- been complimenting New York a bunch today. I said I enjoy the halal cards. I think that I actually love at least Manhattan now. Uh, I like being around that area. Like I, This has been a really weird day for me. Well, as a New Yorker, uh, on behalf of all New Yorkers, um, we don't want you. We have no interest in you. Uh-huh. I don't know that Florida wants you, so maybe just go back to Chicago. Yeah. I think that's the move. Okay, that's- I think that's the move. <laughs> uh, I knew that was coming. Uh, oh, go ahead, Stone. Stone yeah. has something insightful for you. No, I mean, something insightful, something pressing uh, as well. Uh, huge fan of the show on Sportsman Like Listen every single day. I honestly it's love what, your ass, Evan. What, what you three guys have going. I, I think it's very similular Not to what we have work. here at Levicka, Theo, and Stone. I, the synergy is very uh, similar. <laughs> But what can I do for you? How much can I pay you for you to stop dogging Josh Allen? It's every single morning. I get it from Ken every day. I get it from Theodore. We just got to lay off of Josh Allen. What can I do? Well, have him stop throwing interceptions. Right. (laughs) Pretty simple. I mean, like, what do you expect? We host a national sports talk show. The number one sport in our country. Sure. Not in the world, but in, in our country is the NFL. The number one position in the NFL is quarterback. The teams that have the best quarterbacks are the teams we talk about the most. The Buffalo Bills have been considered to have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he's one of the most talented quarterbacks. I do not think he's one of the best quarterbacks. If you said to me right now, I'm starting a team and I could have Chad Pennington in his prime or Josh Allen, Stop. I would take Chad Pennington. Oh, oh. Would, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's crazy he about throws that? to my team. Oh. Not the other team. Oh. I do not want a quarterback like me who threw to the other team a lot. That is not <laughs> something I am interested in. 
So no part of me is interested in a quarterback that is riding an eight-game interception streak because in its simplest form, he provides me one less possession every single game that I'm supposed to have. And when I'm in close games or I'm losing games, not having the extra possession, especially with a quarterback that is allegedly so talented, makes me lose games. He contributes as much to winning as he does losing. His pre- the prevention of scoring points Regardless of what the interceptions do, even if the interceptions lead to no points, yeah, that was the prevention argument. of me scoring the points is what kills me. Yeah. So, sorry, I am not going to back off until he stops giving the other team the ball. So, you guys, you guys ended the conversation today with all stating that Josh Allen's not a top-five quarterback. I think Michelle was the one who was arguing that he is. he's not a top-five quarterback in the NFL. That's correct. She did say that. And CC and I both said he's a top five talent, but right now, obviously Mahomes, when healthy, Burrow, Jalen Hurts, that's three, Trevor Lawrence is four, Dak Prescott is five, Brock Purdy is six, Kendall put Tua in there, that's seven. <laughs> yep. That's seven people, and I may be forgetting some, that actually seem pretty clear that you'd rather have as your quarterback than Josh Allen, if not more. I do not think that that's insane. At all. Good thing is, uh, Unsportsmanlike will uh, be live from uh, from West Palm uh, in a couple of weeks' time, so maybe you can address Michelle Smallman and Chris Canty there, and Evan, uh, if you have a problem face-to-face. Tough guy. <clears throat> I'll try. Okay. Uh, Evan Cohen, every day, 6 to 10 a.m., with Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, here on ESPN 106.3. Evan, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Great seeing you this week, Ken. Really appreciated the time. Thanks so much. Go plug in a conference. He, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is Evan Cohen here on ESPN 106.3. Again, joins us every single week, and you hear him 6 to 10 a.m. Uh, with Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman. You see what I'm saying, right? Like, it, it's, I would have. Oh, I know. I, I don't want to feel run down and awful when I'm calling a bat. I, I, I had the, the, I did the show. I did this show from ESPN New York which is a good 25-minute walk from Times Square to uh, Central Park West, like that area. You literally had to run from the studio. Yeah, I, and I recorded another show after I was done in that studio, then came back to the hotel, ate real quick, took a shower, got dressed, and it was on the bus to go to Madison Square Garden. Imagine if I went to Seaport, where Evan's doing a show from, uh, and then headed back, and then going to, 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 to Central Park, and then, it just wasn't going to work. I, I don't know. I, I hear you. We're going to jump to a break. I still am perplexed why my idea was shot down. Because why would he deliver me food? To I mean, see I suppose. you. I know. But to about, see you. But the, by the time he would have had, had a chance to see me, I would have been at ESPN New York, and I didn't know that he's apparently not allowed in that building. I have no idea the parameters of that. He did run off the call. He was scared. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'll give you credit. You put him in a tough spot, and he couldn't answer the question. All right. Uh, when, uh, when we come back, here on Levicka Theo and Stone. We've been talking so much about the college football playoff and the problems with the selection committee and its top four teams and leading, uh, leaving Florida State out. Well, I'm the one who's been talking about the problem with the college football committee. We're going to do the same to the NFL. We are in the style of the college football playoff committee. Going to pick our top four right now, 13 weeks through the NFL season. The drama. The grandiose presentation. It comes your way next. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3.